Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. So what do we have for Halloween costumes today around the station, Brendan? We have uh, we have someone dressed as a lion. Uh, I believe we have someone dressed as a minion. I saw a photo of that. We have uh, Morgan Black is dressed as a children's character from uh, is it from Arthur? Yeah, what's D- the D W from Arthur? That's the mouse. She's the little sister of Arthur. Okay. I did not watch Arthur as a child. I don't know if they had Arthur when I was a child. Uh, I had Sesame Street. I had Friendly Giant. I had Mr. Dressup. I had a bear called Jeremy. I had the Battle of the Planets cartoon. I had the Hercules cartoon, the uh, animated Spider-Man. I don't think I had Arthur. Maybe it just never made it to Evansburg. I think it was an early 90s thing, my friend. And for the record, he is an aardvark, not a mouse. (laughs) Well, but Morgan's a mouse, right? Or is Morgan an no, aardvark? Morgan's an aardvark. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> they're that. They're siblings. They're both aardvarks. Well, maybe it's a mixed family. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Amy, at reception, I thought was dressed as Kid Rock. And I said, oh, are you Kid Rock? And I don't think she knows who Kid Rock is. And she goes, no, I'm a member of Florida Georgia Line. And I said, I don't know what that is. Well, I know they're a band. I don't know what they look like. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, this is not Bob Stoffer. My name is Reed Wilkins, filling in for Bob today. He's on the DL. We'll be ready to go tomorrow. Oilers now presented by Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the 630 Chad Airwave sportscaster, former Edmontonian and acclaimed author, the one and only Ken Reed. Ken, welcome back to the show, man. How are you doing? Good, Reed. Happy Halloween, buddy. Yes, happy Halloween. Now, you do you do you not have kids of the age who would be very interested in procuring as much candy as possible? They are pumped. I'm going <laughs> home now. Going to get the house ready. We, uh, we're the full chocolate bar house, but this year we switched up and we rented a cotton candy machine, so it's going to be anarchy at our house tonight. Oh my goodness, you are all in! Now, dare yeah. I ask how how the process of renting a cotton candy machine? This is fascinating. Uh, don't know. 
that's, uh, the other half of the household came up with that idea, so I just pay for it. <laughs> you're, you're just the funder. I'm the, right, I'm the financier, and uh, I let I, I'm a good I'm a good team owner. I, I do payroll, and I let uh, I let other people do their job. Uh, now I want to ask, what will your uh, children be wearing as costumes, and will you be uh, wearing a costume as well? Yeah, my uh, oldest is going as Captain Rex, who is apparently some sort of new Star Wars character. And my youngest is going as Kylo Ren, which makes sense, because like, apparently that's Darth Vader's grandson who's evil, and my little guy's quite a rebel. And I'm, I just uh, found a wig at work, and I picked up an empty carton of smoke, so I'm going in as an 80s rocker. Because <laughs> I got the jeans and a kiss shirt at home already, so I'm going to add the wig, and I'll put the carton of smoke up under the shoulder, and away I go. It's one of those borderline, not really a costume, like something you might wear right. out on a day off. Right. But Exactly. Exactly. I wear my kiss shirt and my jeans, so all I'm doing is adding a wig and an empty pack of smoke. So, I, yeah, I'm basically going as myself with a wig that is, in the dark. That is, right? a, that is amazing. Well, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's a productive evening, uh, both fun oh, and candy-wise. Yeah, it will. And then i got to go to work, so I'll probably eat some cotton candy, get all jazzed up, and go to work on a sugar high. It'll be fun. Expect Great night. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Extra energy tonight on Sportsnet with Ken Reed. You're going to be bouncing off the walls. today? You dressed as Bob Stoffer today. Is that your outfit? Well, I said I, I I did say this. Even though I'm filling in for Bob, I did not dress as Bob, nor will I be imitating him. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, I okay. decided. That's good. Yeah, I decided not to quite take it that far. Hey, uh, you're you're not pretending to be an author. Uh, four books now. Hey, eh? this is this is this is incredible. I mean, you, you're becoming a prolific writer, Ken. That's pretty cool. I don't know about that, but yeah, it's just something I enjoy doing. You definitely don't get rich doing it. People ask me why I keep doing it, and it's kind of just this this thing that I discovered. Uh, as long as people keep buying the books, I guess I'll keep writing them because, you know, you make a few coins, but it's mostly I'm just writing stuff that I'm curious about, and, and it's, kind of, it's kind of cool that other people seem to be curious about it as well because, I mean, if people didn't write the books, I probably wouldn't write them. So thanks to everybody who's who's bought one of my books or checked it out of a library over the years. I really appreciate it. Hockey Card Stories 2 is the latest one. Uh, obviously, there's a Hockey Card Stories. There's uh, One Night Only. What's the title of the Dennis Marouk book again? Uh, Dennis Marouk, The Unforgettable Story of Hockey's Forgotten 60-Goal Man. No, there's that one as well. Let me ask you this, uh, Ken, because the, you know, the One Night Only and Hockey Card Stories are sort of... Uh, um, I, I, you'll correct me if I'm putting this incorrectly, but it's kind of self-contained chapters about, you know, a card or the story behind one guy's game in the NHL. Was it different right. writing more of a biography uh, about Marouk? Did you have to approach that differently? Absolutely. I mean, when you're writing a, an autobiography with a guy, you're going into every little detail and you're picking his brain for every little detail. You know, I, he'd say, yeah, I walked into the room past the curtain. I'd say, well, what color's the curtain? You know, because you want to make add some color to the book, literally. Uh, so, yeah, writing on one subject, it is an extremely deep dive. For example, when I, in Hockey Card Stories 2, I interviewed guys anywhere from seven minutes all the way to an hour. With Dennis, we had about 26 hours of interviews on on tape. And then, you know, when you finish the book, you go through the book together and you're adding and subtracting stuff as well. So it's a real deep dive when you write a an autobiography with a guy as opposed to just writing a writing, you know, basically 59 short stories that make up hockey card stories. With Marouk, uh, and I mean, I know you, you touched on, uh, you know, some, some challenges, some difficult aspects of his life, too. Did Absolutely. he ever 
Did he ever need a break? Did he ever say, look, I, I know i yeah. got to tell you, but not today? Did you have moments like that? Definitely. Yeah. We had uh, we had some real emotional chats. And, uh, you know, you're going deep with a guy. And, and the thing when you're in any line of interviewing, the interviewee has to trust the interviewer, right? You establish trust, and then guys will open up, and maybe they'll give you a little special something that you weren't expecting. Uh, and with Dennis, we really had to connect because we got deep. We got into depression. We got into, a, you know, him the thoughts of taking his own life and I mean he's got to trust me and I got to trust him and it took it took a while trust me that wasn't the first thing we talked about when we got together I mean you're talking way 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 deep into the process we finally he finally opened up about that because you know I we became good friends and I opened up to Dennis about a lot of my struggles and and vice versa and I think we got a, a real real deep story out of it. Ken Reed joining us on Oilers now. It's one thirteen. Of course, the new book is Hockey Card Stories too. Though Ken, I know you're not going to stop people from buying the previous books if they want to. But <laughs> no, no, all goes into the all goes into the same piggy bank, right? Hockey Card Stories too. So, like when you did the first Hockey Card Stories, were you thinking, "Oh my God, like there's more. I got to do another one." Did, did someone give you a, a nudge? Where did the uh, where did you start feeling that need for a, a sequel, for lack of a better term? Well, there were a lot of cards that I didn't get to in the first one, so I knew the subject was endless. There's a lot of cards I didn't get to in the second one I could do for the third one. I, I was going through my cards the other day. I saw one. I said, wow, this would be great if I did Hockey Card Stories 3. But to be honest, uh, as soon as the book came out, people read it, and they said, okay, you're going to do a second one? Because they knew as well as I knew. I only talked about 59 cards, and there's thousands of cards out there, thousands of stories. So people started asking, and I, my immediate reaction was, well, we'll see if people are are interested in the first one and they seem to be um it was really cool i mean and i just set out basically not to make caddyshack too right Cause you don't want to make caddyshack too you want to make cannonball run too you want another instant classic so um i think i put just as much passion into this one and people are actually asking me about a third one which is crazy to think but i'm telling you man i look through my cards read and i look at them and i go oh that's a beauty I could do that for Hockey Card Stories 3. I mean, I'm going to an event next week. There's a guy there, and I'm thinking I should take him aside for 10 minutes and ask him about this card because if I eventually do Hockey Card Stories 3, I'd love to have this card in it. So I just I just may start the interview process for a book I haven't even signed on to do yet. Ken, how many hockey cards do you have, and yeah. are, are they generally from a, from a very specific era, or, or give me a sense of the uh, time you collected as well? Yeah, I would say uh, sports cards I probably have anywhere, and this is a rough estimate, probably 50,000-ish. Wow. Um, yeah, most of them, and people could relate to this, are from the boom era. When I say the boom era, I mean 89, 90, 91, because that's when, as you know, cards were just massively produced and everybody collected them. So I got a ton of those from when I was a kid. I got a ton of them from when I bought them as an adult. I got a lot of cards from the 80s, a lot of cards from the 70s, but the Majority of my cards are from the 80s and 90s, much like others. And I've got uh, probably a few thousands in the 70s. And uh, my cards date all the way back to, you know, the the, 40, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. There's some special ones in there. But, I mean, I got into it as a 7, 8-year-old going to the Hector Arena and picked out of the canteen and buying four packs of cards for a buck and chewing all the gum and trading and packing them up on my wall, much the same as a lot of us did, and I think that's one of the reasons that these book resonates with a lot of guys and girls from coast to coast, is we all, at one point, most of us, I'm sure, went and opened a pack of Opeachy as a kid. Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we didn't all buy 
100 packs at once, but I'm sure we all bought one pack and threw a card in the back of our bike spokes or tacked it on the wall and said, oh, man, I wish I had that card again. And wonder what that card's all about. So I just kind of went and found out. You know, Ken, uh, I, I assume at your workplace, you work with uh, all ages of people, and generally people breaking into broadcasting are, are you know, going to be younger. I'm sure you work with a lot of people in their mm-hmm. early to mid-20s. Do they have um, that same fondness for hockey cards that, like, guys in, in our age range would have been? Like, you've obviously stayed kind of with it and involved yeah. in that world uh, longer than I have, but I, I hear where you're you're coming from. Is it different now for, for younger people? All right, Reed, let's be fully honest here. How old are you, buddy? 44. I'm 44. Okay. So this is our wheelhouse, right? We grew <laughs> up with this. Yeah. So younger people, there's some younger people at work that are into it, but when we grew up, Reed, we could buy a pack for a quarter at, when we were eight, nine years old. Younger people now, they couldn't do that. And what I really love is the Tim Hortons card. It's a buck a pack. So now my kid's ripping these packs open. Maybe he'll have the same type of memories I have. But there are some younger kids at work who are really into it and collected as well, which I was so happy to see. And there's a girl at work, Margo. She's one of her producers. Biggest hockey card fan. She always collects the upper deck cards when they come out. Biggest Sidney Crosby freak you've ever met. She opens a pack at work the other night, a Tim Hortons pack. we got a Timmy's at work. And she gets an autographed Sidney Crosby card, one of the 87. She gets it, and she is. She's still freaking out about it. So the, the, the joy wasn't just for our generation. There's some younger people, you know, 20s, 30s, who collected as kids as well. And now I'm glad to see my kids collecting as well, even if they take the cards and chuck them in the basement. I found one ripped up the other day, and that's fine. Do with the cards what you want. It's not all about the money. It's about the passion and a connection to the game. So it's still there for others as well. Ken Reed joining us on Oilers Now. The new book is called Hockey Card Stories 2, now available. And, of course, you can check all the online outlets as well. Ken, just a couple more for you. Thanks for being so generous with your time. I'm curious uh, because, you know, I, hey, I'm one of the, I'm like millions of people. Wouldn't it be great to write a book? You've you've done it four times. Uh, my, my buddy Jay Onright wrote a couple uh, books, uh, Anchor yeah, Boy. Great yeah, book. speaking of sequels, uh, the, some of the bathroom stories are a little excessive, but that's Jay's life. And I know when you know when he was when he got to live in Santa Monica for a while when he was working for Fox, like he he told me he went to a coffee shop with his laptop, got out of the house and wrote for an hour and had a had a word goal. Like he had to treat it as uh, a routine and a job, and that there was something that had to be accomplished every day. He couldn't just be like, "Oh, I'll write when I'm on a roll and see what happens." How, how did you approach your process of writing? Uh, well, I get a deadline, and I'm more more of a write when I'm on a roll guy i'll get in the mood basically what i do is if i you know if i interview a guy i'll say okay i gotta talk to this guy today or this week and i'll talk to him i usually do the interview and then i don't follow up with the writing right away but then i'll get in the mood and if i'm in the mood to write i can give her what i do is i usually honestly i'll get two cups of coffee in me i'm getting psyched and as i write i crank albert collins albert collins was an old blues artist from the 70s and 80s seriously download some Albert Collins live and I just give her I get into this zone and I go and I I treat it yeah it's work but I try to treat it as something that's fun as well because honestly I I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it and I enjoy telling stories I've always been a storyteller I get that from my dad I get it from my mom and the writing for me is just an extension to it's an excuse to call up an, an old hockey player and get him to tell me old hockey stories which I love I love old hockey stories so I get into it, and if I get in the mood, I can just, uh, I try to crank out as, as many as I can. It's, it's fun. It's 
it can be tiring, but it can be exhilarating as well. But you got to be in the mood, for me at least. That's kind of my process. All right, and here's my last one, Ken. If if some card company were to come to you and say, hey, we're doing a series of broadcaster trading cards, oh. what would you oh. want your pose to be? <laughs> oh, my pose. Hmm. Let's see. That's a good one. My pose. How about uh, me on the anchor desk in a fit of anger, <laughs> crunching up copy and throwing copy and a pen across the newsroom screaming at somebody behind the scenes. Just totally irate. The Bill O'Reilly will do it live moment. <laughs> For any broadcaster out there, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We can't yeah, play the whole clip, you Don't though. YouTube it. Yeah. yeah, YouTube it, people. Yeah, I, I would just want like the irate inaction shot of me just freaking out at somebody. Because I think that would capture what I'm all about. That's great. <laughs> That's incredible. And for people who don't know me, they probably also don't know I'm extremely sarcastic. Yeah, I, th- I I hope that came across, but uh, hopefully you yeah, haven't thrown so. coffee at anybody uh, recently. Ken, it is Hockey uh, Card Stories 2, uh, so people can get it everywhere. And we're not saying, but we're just saying Christmas is coming up. That's We're just saying. Hey, That's all. Read, read, like I always say, be selfish. <laughs> buy it for yourself and buy a copy for someone else for Christmas. Don't just buy one, buy two. Treat hockey card stories like you would treat a breast mint or a toothpick. If available, always take more than one. That's great advice, Ken. Hey, thanks for coming on, buddy, and congratulations uh, on another great book, and uh, I know there's more down the road, man. Thanks for your time. you got to read Pucks and Deep. Get the Oilers working on that power play. 0 for 5 last night. You should have won that game. Absolutely, absolutely. got to kill off, too. And, yeah, absolutely Pucks and Deep, 200-foot game. Uh, give 110%, maybe even 112 if you can, but we'll see. Uh, Reed Wilkins in for Bob Stoffer today. I love talking to Ken Reed. Uh, he is an awesome guy, and despite his inaction shot that he would like on his sports card, he's an extremely friendly, friendly young man to deal with as well. Now, Brendan Escott, well, we'll talk about it after the break. We'll do a little bit on hockey cards because I'm curious about your experience. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford, over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And of course, the phone line 780-496-0063 for River Cree Resort and Casino. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, really appreciate you tuning in today. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. Brendan Oss, Escott on the other side of the window. I will have uh, inside sports from 6 to 8 tonight. This is going to be fun, Brendan. One of uh, my guests tonight. Here's your hint for who it is. It is 125 in Edmonton, 325 in Thunder Bay as we get set for the 200-meter Olympic breaststroke final. No clue. Hey, no clue. No. Brian Williams is going to be on the show tonight. Oh, yeah. Brian, really? Yes. I saw he was uh, he was shooting the breeze with Morley Scott. And uh, Morley said, why don't you go on this Wilkins Kid show? And he's going to come on. So that'll be fun. Wow. Uh, some guests on this show receive gift certificates, gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Uh, great to have Ken Reed on talking hockey card stories too and just his love for hockey cards in general. He has 50,000 cards. I might have 1,000. Like, I, I definitely bought the odd pack when I was a kid. Maybe I have a few more than a, a thousand. I have maybe two or three binders full of the sheets. I might have a box with some in it. I I think I have a Ray Bork rookie card 
might be the kind of the most valuable one I have. I don't think I have any rookie cards of the, you know, the Oilers Hall of Famers, but it was definitely something that uh, kids of my generation were into. You know, Brandon, you're obviously younger than me. Was this something for you, or was it just all like, I just look up pictures on the internet? No, I, I can remember being uh, probably, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old on uh, on hockey buses and everybody had like a little binder of you can get the sheets where you plug the cards into that. And and uh, I remember spending some time organizing them and getting them as Christmas gifts and stuff. But uh, even towards the time I, I turned 13-ish and, and onward, it really was not a thing. I, I do, for whatever reason, I have this one. Scott Stevens is my favorite hockey player. I, I stumbled upon his rookie card uh, and that's the one that I keep it. This is going to sound weird i keep it in my underwear drawer because nothing's gonna happen to it there so yeah well i guess i can't argue with that logic (laughs) you just let that one sink in for the (laughs) listeners hey i'll tell you what else ken reed has though is a very understanding wife or a very big house Fifty thousand hockey cards i'd be crucified well it'd be uh yeah he's got room he's got what about the cotton candy machine that was, pretty that, cool. that was fascinating as yeah. well. I had no idea you could rent those. So, they, you know, the old saying, try to learn something every day. I learned today, you, know, you can rent a cotton candy machine. What, what was one text there about uh, Kevin Kennon? Oh, we were supposed to ask him uh, how that 40-year-old gum tasted. Oh, I bet you it's delicious. <laughs> Probably chalky. Yeah, I think the real question is, did you break a tooth biting down? <laughs> All right, uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download uh, download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Wilkins recommendation is indeed the meat lovers. It's delicious. Chris Joseph on the Oilers Hockey Institute when we get back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.